hello. 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 How is it going? Good. Pretty good. Good. Mm-hmm. We're not. We're not gonna tell the audience that this is like the fifth time we've tried this. Oh, it's definitely not what happened. Yeah. No, smooth, smooth sailing. Yes. Uh, yeah. This is our first attempt at recording this today. Uh, no other attempts were made, and this is just gonna go flawlessly. Yeah, everything's fine. Perfect, dandy. Oh my gosh, we're putting Sid to sleep. I'm always half asleep. Well, we're we're, we're pushing you over the edge, it feels like. You're over there yawning in the middle of the podcast. Well, I turned away from the microphone. Well, that was kind of you at least. It's not the middle of the podcast. It's really the beginning. Well, yawning at the the start of the podcast is worse than yawning in the middle. Well, all you're going to be hearing for the rest of it is just me just yawning the whole time. Yeah, I'd appreciate it if you yawned directly into the microphone every time. Just like that. That's no fantastic. Problem. We appreciate it. Got you. What is up, guys? It's been a while. It has been a while. It's mostly my fault. Yeah. Ugh, my life is so busy. Uh, no, my life is so busy. Oh, my gosh. I actually have to go to school and work and do things important. Uh, no. Do things important. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> In any case, we're glad to have the crew back together. Um... Wow, with as many attempts as we made to record this, never once did I actually find out, oh, what we're doing here. Ooh, this is exciting, guys. What? Hello and welcome to episode 44 of We Watch Movies and Then Talk About Them, the only podcast on the internet where we watch a movie and then talk about it. There may be others where other people watch a movie and then talk about it, but this is the only one where we do it. My name is Andrew Westensko. I am the host of this here podcast, joined at my right hand in life and in all things by Becca. Hello. And to her right, and therefore my left, due to the circular nature of our table by Sid. Hey. How's it going? I'm tired. Oh. But we're pushing through. We're pushing through. Yeah. We all are. It's nap time. Yeah, it's a it's a rainy Saturday. And it was a rainy movie. It was a rainy movie. Uh, we watched a film today. That we did. Yes. And now we're going to talk about it. Whoa. It's crazy. Weird. Uh, today we are discussing uh, Jonathan Glazer's Under the Skin, which stars um, a fur coat on the shoulders of Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> And a, a bunch of penises. Bu- yeah, I was just going to say, a lot, lot of boaters. <laughs> a lot of penises, yeah. Like, probably more penises than I've ever seen in any one movie. Yeah. I'd say. Yeah. I mean, I'm scanning my I'm scanning my memory, and I just I don't think that anything beats it. Yeah. As far as, like, penis count goes. <laughs> but it's fair. Maybe that was his, like, play all along. Jonathan Glazer's just, like... He wants to set the record for the most penises in a movie. Yeah, well, he's going to have some... He's going to uh, have some tough Some underground films that will possibly compete. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, this was a film. Yes. And it is the first week of 31 Days of October. This is the first episode... In this year's edition of 31 Days of October, if you are out of the loop, which you should not be, 31 Days of October is our yearly horror fest. Um, It has taken many forms over the years. Back when I had unlimited time, uh, I started this out probably six or seven years ago, watching a scary movie every day for the month of Halloween. Um, it was really rough. Yeah, life has gotten in the way of that and made it uh, nearly impossible. So this year we have shifted the format. Um, it is formatted like a film festival in that each week of October, there are a handful of films that we will be watching that week, four films to be exact. And basically each week has its own theme. Uh, this week, the theme is Transformation. Um, basically I tried to pick themes, uh, that 
each week had some kind of, I guess, idea that is at the base of our fears as humans. And I think that transformation, whether it be in ourselves or in an enemy force, um, is a really natural fear for people to have because it inherently means a loss of control. Um, and that's kind of where uh, I was going with this week's uh, theme of transformation. So this week, um, we will be watching the following movies. Uh, we'll be watching It Comes at Night, It Follows, The Fly, and Under the Skin. Um, and we're pretty stoked about it. I'm really excited to watch something. I have, I, I've seen It Follows and It Comes at Night, have not seen The Fly, and this was our first time watching Under the Skin. Yes, same. Yeah. Um, you can also get more information about the upcoming films and where you can watch them at 31daysofoctober.com. Um, it's a fun little website that I put together. So It looks really good. Go check it out. Yeah. Um, so I think that's as much as we need by way of introduction, right? Yeah. Yeah. So let's jump right in. Uh, Sid, uh, it's been a while since we did this, but we like to check in every once in a while and see where Sid is at on the existential dread scale. Um, we hover, I guess our neutral is around a 65%, right? Mm -hmm. So where, where are we sitting right now after watching this movie? Um, after this movie, not too much has changed. Probably around a 68. A 68. Not too much of a bump. Yeah. Wow. Mostly just because it made me tired. Didn't really make me uh, think about life and death and how we're all going to die. You either kill yourself or get killed. You know? Well, now I'm thinking that about that. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, right on. Um, let's jump right into it. So this is how the format of the show is going to go. We are going to do some hot takes, which are quick opinions about the film. Uh, following that, we will have our in-depth discussion. Following that will be Trivia Sid. Sid combed through every single item of IMDb movie trivia to find the best bits. She reads it so you don't have to. Um, following that... We will get our final thoughts um, on the movie, as well as rate it on a scale of 1 to 10 to place it on the Weston scale, which is the only definitive way of ranking a movie from 1 to 10. After that, we'll get into other topics, other movies that we've watched, and things that we're excited about right now. So, let's jump right in. We're going to do some hot takes. Don't burn yourself on these hot takes. All right. Um... Whoa, I didn't even ask you. Well, I'm, I know you're going to ask you're me. You're getting so anxious okay, all of a sudden. Jeez. Becca, how hot is your hot take? Uh, it's not that hot. It's not that hot? Yeah, it's kind of like a like cold Scottish ocean. <laughs> Just very cold. Okay. What a metaphor. I know, right? I love it. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Um... I don't know. This movie was not that long, but very, 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 very slow. So it felt really long. So I have a hard time getting over that to like decide how much I like the movie. And also, it really just made me want to watch Ex Machina or Blade Runner or any other movie similar to that. <laughs> So I didn't, I definitely didn't hate it, but I don't know. It was just fine. Okay. Like a cold Scottish ocean. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Sid, how hot is your hot take? Um, It's tempid. That's a good word. <laughs> is that even the word? I think it's for tepid. Tepid. Yeah. That's it. I'm in college. <laughs> anyway. Um... I mean, I thought this movie was interesting. Um, the parts that I thought were really interesting, like I was like really into. Um, but everything in between was just very slow and very hard to kind of just keep your mind focused on it. Um, I do really like the concept. I think it's interesting. Probably my 
biggest thing is like it's very mysterious and who this woman is and like what she's doing which is interesting but also at the same time I don't really care about what she's doing um because I just don't understand it um yeah that's pretty much my hot take that's fair I think that I definitely probably have the uh, hottest of the hot takes uh this should go around uh, this movie is uh, maybe a little bit of a mixed bag, but I think I'm overall positive on it. Um, there's a lot of things going for it and a few things not going for it. Um, going for it, the directing and cinematography is astounding, like absolutely gorgeous. Um as well as kind of the tone that is set and the color scale, the uh, color scheme that is maintained. Um, The scenes in her weird little sex dungeon. Is that what you would call it? Because they don't really have sex. Yeah. And it's not a dungeon. Endless void. Yeah. Those scenes are absolutely incredible. Oh, yeah. From any angle, right? Like if they're uh above the water endless void <laughs> is there above the liquid and even the scenes that take place below the liquid it's all mm-hmm. just gorgeous i don't even know how, how you would go about shooting something like that yeah. those are definitely the most captivating scenes yeah sure. and even like the scene at the beginning where it's stark white versus oh, stark yeah. black yeah. like all of that is just so gorgeous um i think that scarjo does a fantastic job in this um it's a really subtle performance, but she does a fantastic job with it. Mm-hmm. And then I think the thing that I enjoyed the most out of anything, though, was the music. I did notice the music. Mm-hmm. I liked it. The, the music, music was, really music was freaking mind-blowing in this. It was so good. Um, things going against it. Uh, it doesn't make any gosh darn sense. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And like... Sometimes in a fun way and sometimes in a not fun way. Yeah. Because, like, I'm fine with a movie not necessarily spoon-feeding you. You gotta give me something. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, sometimes it was in a fun way. Like, I think that it not making sense, again, in her endless void. Like, because they each time that she took somebody back to the void room, it kind of added another layer, right? Uh-huh. Like, the first time we just see the guy go under, right? And then the second time after he goes under, we see what happens under there. Mm-hmm. And then like the next time she lets the guy go. And, and you see another figure there. Exactly. Like each time. So like that's like those scenes don't make any sense in a fun way. Uh-huh. Thinking about like the scene on the beach, like that whole sequence, yeah. like doesn't make sense in like a not fun way. And yeah. it just made me feel not good. Like. She goes up and she talks to the guy and I assume that she was like looking to take him back to her endless void. Yeah. But then he goes off to help the family. And then she just So she beats hits him, him with, with a rock. rock. And then we see a baby left alone. And it's really sad. But then he's cleaning up his tent. Like there's it, it kind of flips back and forth between not making sense in a fun way in like a oh, this is really intriguing and I can tell there's something going on under the surface. Well, that wasn't him cleaning up his tent. That was the was other Was that guy. motorcycle guy? Yeah, yeah, that was the motorcycle guy. Oh, and motorcycle guy also, like, kind of doesn't really make sense in a not really fun way. Mm-mm. Yeah. Like, pretty much up until, um, like, she lets the deformed guy go. Like, I was, like, pretty into it. I was like, this is really interesting. Like, I wonder where they're going. And then everything after that, it just didn't make sense. And it wasn't super fun to watch. I think that... The the IMDb synopsis says a mysterious young woman seduces lonely men in the evening hours in Scotland. However, events lead her to begin a process of self-discovery. Even that's vague. <laughs> yeah. So like I think that it was the it's once that process of self-discovery begins that like it becomes even more impressionistic than the front half is because the front half at least you can mostly understand what's going on mm-hmm. the back half like well it's like 
everything is going on internally, but we don't get to see any of that. We only get to see her facial expressions. Yeah. Which, again, she does a really good job of, like, acting, but it's just really hard to understand exactly what she's going through just based off of her facial expressions. Well, and then, like, even at the end, like, the guy tries to rape her, and then her skin starts coming off. So he just burns her and like that's the end. Yeah. So like she. I thought that it would end with another robot lady coming back. Oh, like a cycle. Yeah, because it starts with them bringing a girl back and her changing into her clothes. Yeah. So I thought it would end like that too. Mm -hmm. Oh, maybe. Like, Like that this motorcycle guy is creating these robots this is okay this is my theory i'm just getting into it um which i don't really like but this is the best that i could piece together but the the motorcycle guy is kind of the guy in charge and he has somehow has access to these robots so you think it's a robot not an alien maybe an alien i don't even know okay some kind of weird technology slash alien something and he's using these aliens to take people and then he goes and robs them. And then those people then turn into the next robot alien thing. Like they become part of the liquid and the liquid like uses the human life to then become another robot. Maybe. So like recycling the matter. Yeah. And so then like eventually these robots become like self-aware and try to understand themselves and always end up breaking free or whatever. And then he goes and gets them and brings them back and just keeps, it's just a big cycle. Okay. I might be able to get on board with that, but I don't really even love that story. Like that's just the best that I could piece together from the movie. Well, I guess I think that if, if that is the cycle going on, then the story is her kind of trying to break out of that. Right. Like, yeah, because if that it, like this is my interpretation of if that is what's happening, and I think that can make sense because that would actually give the motorcycle guy like a purpose, right? Uh-huh. If he's the one that's in charge, rather than her, um, then essentially what's happening is she begins to kind of uh, what's the what's the Friends episode? Be the uh, like be her own lightning keeper or whatever. I don't, I don't know. Basically, she she begins to own her own sexuality, right? Yeah. Where this where motorcycle guy had kind of weaponized her sexuality. Yeah. She was able to break out of that and turn around and own her own sexuality in a moderately healthy way. And I think that's what happened to the girl before her too. Like I think that this if that's how this whole story goes, then well, this m- is just like a snapshot of what happens to yeah. these beings. Well, because motorcycle guy at the beginning, he goes and gets the other girl out of uh, the woods, right? Yeah. And then that's when ScarJo dresses up in her clothes. Yeah. Okay. So like, I think uh, Scarlett Johansson is, or I guess like that mysterious figure that you then see the second time she brings someone or no, the third time she brings someone. Um, that will then become the next version of her. It could. That could be it. That's my theory. Maybe. But it seems really dumb to just have these uh, life forces just to go rob some people. Well, unless they are robots. See, I kind of interpreted it as she's an alien. And this guy, the motorcycle guy is like her keeper and like maybe like a bunch of these like aliens are sent to earth to collect i don't know the human matter um and they're all sent with like a keeper to make sure that they're kept in line um and maybe yeah i could definitely see like them being regenerated into a new body um but other than that everything is lost on me for this movie 
Maybe it's like a xenomorph where they have the black matter and they need human life to create this being. <laughs> well, I guess that's that's kind of the benefit of it being as vague as it is, right? Is we get to project our yeah. understanding onto it. Yeah. Yeah, but it's still a little frustrating. Like I like of course there are movies that are supposed to make you think, but where it's like I'm supposed to fill in a lot of the blanks. It's just not super fun. Yeah, like I want to understand this movie the way it was meant to be understood yeah. or enjoyed. Makes sense. I don't know. It was one that like... I think it was like... And I guess we'll talk about this later in the month. But I feel like it was almost like another level deeper of like It Comes at Night. Where like it's a movie that doesn't really give you anything. But is really gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. Except for It Comes at Night has a more concrete story and characters than this does. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. It was just, it was hard to really follow. And it was really, really pretty. So it does have that going for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we've discussed this before. Like, I'm a super visually driven uh, film goer. So, like, if something is pretty, I'll be into it. <laughs> Yeah. Basically. I can be for like a certain amount of time, Mm -hmm. but like an hour and 40 minutes is a long time to just enjoy something for the There's got to be somewhat of a story to keep it balanced where it keeps my mind engaged and like my senses. That's fair. That's totally fair. Um, So then favorite things about this movie. What do you guys think? Anytime it was like one of the Boyd scenes. Those yeah. were just, they were so cool. And I've never seen anything like that before. Yeah. yeah, those are awesome. And like the the way that everything like had a reflection. Mm-hmm. And, but like even that seemed like off a little bit. I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. but everything was all clean lines and there was no shades of black. It was just black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the music at those parts, like... Well, and especially like the one scene when it's the two guys under the water. And the guy gets vacuum packed. Oh my gosh. That's because it was like. You can't take your eyes you away. You kind of see it slowly happening where like his arm is like, it looks like a deflated balloon and then yeah. it just keeps getting more and more deflated and then it just like sucks and it just like, he's gone. <sighs> and then you just see his skin just like. Just like a plastic bag. Do you ever feel like <laughs> a plastic bag? Is that a song? That guy does. Oh. It's Katie Perry. Firework. She says, do you ever feel like a plastic bag? Yeah, that's the yeah. first. Do you floating ever through f- the- feel like a plastic bag floating through the air wanting to start again? <laughs> Wait, you're joking. No, there's, those are, those are there's the lyrics. There's a 0% chance I, that those no, are the actual those lyrics. Those are the actual those lyrics. Those are the words. That's her firework. Yeah. I'm not actually gonna sing it. I'm just, Hold up! No, I'm not sing what it. on earth? Seriously, how many how many songwriters are there on this? And I remember everyone like was getting so mad that she was never winning a Grammy. I'm just like, <laughs> um, it's not a, a very. She's not good. Yeah, stop. Okay, here we go. Firework. Are you still looking for the lyrics? I'm Is trying to see. Okay. Oh, it was written by Perry, Stargate, Sandy Wilhelm, and Esther Dean. Four people collaborated to write this song. And all four of them were like, you know what's the best we can do? Do you ever feel like a plastic bag? That's the most relatable line that <laughs> we just, can write. Like it was mind blowing to them. Like, oh my gosh. That's yes, I, that's the line I do of the like plastic bag. Seriously, somebody <laughs> just like dropped a bunch of acid and then went out to a parking lot in LA and saw a plastic bag floating by. And they're like, "Oh my gosh, sometimes I feel like a plastic bag, and I just want to start again." Is it in? You can't even like recycle those, can you? Nope. Yeah. So then, how is a plastic bag going to start again? Well, maybe that's why they want to start again because they can't be recycled, so but they're feeling bad about themselves. How will you both? feel like a plastic bag and want to start again you can't stupid it is stupid you're right stupid anyway chorus on that song slaps though (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh yeah, under the skin. Yes. Yeah, that thing. Um. Yeah. No, I agree. Pretty much any time that we were in a void was pretty tight. I did like the scene. Well, actually, I might be wrong about this because I might have dreamt it. <laughs> <laughs> I think this happened because. How would you have dreamt it during the movie? I just dozed off once. Oh, just once. Okay. <laughs> actually, it might have been twice. Oh my god! But gosh. it was when she was um like sleeping in the little rock house or whatever in the woods and then it showed her sleeping on the grass and she like was grass that happened right oh there it, there was like a it wasn't very long no it was like a shot of the trees oh, and okay. then they kind of like faded her on top of them okay because i like woke up and she was like in the grass and it looked like she was like grass was coming out of her like <laughs> midsummer and oh. i was like oh that's cool and then I dose back off. <laughs> yeah, towards the back half, there's definitely some really impressive like nature shots. Oh yeah, some really of those pretty. like wide angles of the forest, yeah. mm-hmm. the trees blowing in the storm, and yeah. yeah. No, there really just isn't a whole lot of narrative yeah. here. So like, I'm sure there's plenty of stuff that we're missing, and like, like I said, I think that. The, the theory I enjoy the most out of the ones that we've presented is kind of a combination of the two years. I think she's probably an alien. Yeah. She looks like an alien. Yeah, she does. And I do think that the motorcycle man is either some sort of handler or whatever. Um, but the, the movie is kind of about her discovering her autonomy. Um and the way that that like in Blade Runner, for example, that's uh, like discussed through decision making, right? Like deciding what you're going to do with your life is like the symbol of your autonomy. Mm-hmm. And this one that's just represented through sexuality, like and that's just because I think that like she had her sexuality, like I said, weaponized kind of against her will. Mm-hmm. And so when she's able to turn that around and have an intimate moment with somebody. And yeah, because even like there's that one scene where she tries to eat the cake. Oh, I love that scene. But she can't like it makes her sick. Uh huh. Well, I think that she just like. Can't so, like she doesn't like actually have any openings in her body. <laughs> Like she doesn't need to eat. Oh, that's interesting. So like she literally can't swallow the cake. Yeah, I, yeah. Like I think that was the problem. Okay. Oh, and so then she also can't have sex. Yes. Oh. That's an interesting thought. And that's why she was like so weirded out when like they were trying to have sex, and she was like, "It's not working." Like, and she can't swallow, and she can't. That's interesting. I could get on board with that. For sure. Because it's supposed to just look like a human, not necessarily function as one. Yeah. Yeah. Because if she's an alien, there's a million other ways that she can survive. Like maybe she absorbs things through her skin. Like she doesn't actually have to eat anything. Or maybe her vagina is in her armpit. (laughs) (laughs) No. No, The way that they... That's what? That's buttholes in your armpit. Oh, right. What's that from? <laughs> Her. That's right. <laughs> Another Scarlett Johansson. Yes. <laughs> oh, I just punched my mic. I apologize. What were you saying, Becca? Um, The way that she, they like procreate, I guess, is um through the void. That's what I think. Like. They don't need to have sex. Maybe. What is the void? And how did she fit it inside of a trashy little apartment? <laughs> I know. Maybe that's where the aliens landed. It's that apartment. And so it turned into this void. I don't know. Maybe. The geography of it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, it's very confusing. Also, I know that Scarlett Johansson is hot, right? Like nobody's sitting here trying to pretend that she's not. But I'm telling you, you got to be real desperate to have some woman in a van be like yo you want to go bang 
And in the first place, say yes to that, right? That's one. Two, second you see that house, you should be like, uh, no thanks. Yeah. Like, this place is disgusting. You probably have herpes, even though you're hot. (laughs) Uh, Newsflash, hot people can have herpes, too. (laughs) Three, when you go upstairs and you're like, oh, this room doesn't make any sense because there's no end to it. Well, but she's like an she's an alien, so she has some kind of power over them. So but then, then, why does she need to seduce them if she can just mind control them? Well, maybe it's like she can't really have that effect over them until she gets them into the void area. I guess that could be. Or like the, like her seducing them, just has like an added level of power, I guess, because she's an alien. That could be. Why do you think she let the guy go? Like, did she just feel bad? Like, is that the long and short of it? or Maybe. Or I think maybe it was because this guy's disfigured. And then after she, like, took him to the void, she looked at herself for a while. And... That could be it. And she, like, she noticed that there was a difference. Yeah. Maybe, like, she started to notice that, like, these are real people. Um, You know, that this guy was, like, pretty sweet. You know, he was um, kind. And so maybe it was just kind of a realization, like... He looks different, but he's not really different. And he was the first one that she let him, like, touch her beforehand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He said she was cold. Yeah, she never let anyone touch her at all. Yeah. And, like, she was very bundled up all the time. Like, she didn't didn't want anybody to touch her, it seemed like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So maybe her letting the guy touch her was as much for her exploration as it was for like her trying to be nice to him mm-hmm. like know. she was already exploring a bit before him like or thinking yeah think like it, it was probably very humanizing for the both of them where she was like i'm not a human but i'm like portraying a human and also at the same time like these aren't just um innocent or these aren't just I'd guess like pray for me to feed on like these are like innocent men who have lives and yeah um kind of just like a moment for her to realize that like that's what a human is yeah definitely could be that's interesting um I mean another huge shout out for the music though from me the music here was freaking top notch definitely so good it was good I don't know this is an interesting one like I feel like I need to chew on it a little bit. Yeah. I just feel like for me, it doesn't explore humanity as much as other movies that are similar. Like, I don't know. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what else I was going to say. That's the end of that thought. (laughs) Go ahead. Well, like I can just see it kind of making a statement, but not really following through with it. Where it's kind of just like sprinkling little messages throughout, but it pretty much like what resonates with someone is what they're going to pick up on. And yeah, I just, I just don't really understand like what this movie was made for. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Like what, what did the director have in mind Mm -hmm. when conceptualizing this film? Is it based on anything? Do you know? I don't think so. I didn't. I Which couldn't like, find anywhere that it was. I mean, movies don't have to have a purpose to them. But especially with, like, kind of uh artsy, slower one, it's you're going to expect to have, like, a message along with it. And it's, I don't know. I think that was also kind of part of why I wasn't super into it is, like, nothing about the movie was really making me think about it. So it was, I was just, like, staring at the screen and nothing was happening. That's a fair point. And I feel like she barely even really got her autonomy. Like, she was just in the process of figuring it out and trying to run away. But, like, never got anywhere. And never really understood herself before dying. Yeah, she she does just, like, kind of get murdered out of nowhere. Yeah. I thought that maybe she wouldn't burn, like, that fire wouldn't have an effect on her. That would have been kind of interesting if it like just burned the skin or something. Yeah. And then she just like walks off in the forest and then it ends or something. 
That'd yeah. be cool. Yeah, I don't know. So, like, I think some of the concepts are pretty cool. I just, in my head, can think of, like, a better story for it. So, <laughs> I mean, I could never actually make a movie, but I keep thinking, like, oh, this would be cooler, or if they had done this, it would explore this theme. But I felt like they didn't really do much of anything. Yeah, they did. I mean, like, the narrative, obviously, as we said, is very loose and leaves a lot of holes for you to fill in with your own imagination. But that's not always enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else on this one? Nope. No. I feel like that gets... I mean, there's... Here's the thing. It's definitely a lot of things to like about this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do like a lot of things about it. Um, but I'm not sure, like... Well, one, I need to chew on it. Maybe in like a week, I'll want to watch it again. But right now, I'm not like, oh, I immediately want to watch it again. Yeah. Same. I don't know. Yeah. It was interesting. I'm glad I watched it. Yeah. 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 I mean, I didn't hate it by any means. I guess what I'm saying is, listeners, um, I, I for one, am not as lukewarm on this movie as I am coming off. I don't know. I can't speak for anybody else, but... (laughs) I I mean I feel like I'm kind of lukewarm, but it wasn't a terrible movie. Yeah. Like I wouldn't say it was like a waste of two hours. Um mm-hmm. but I also can't say that I would pass over another movie to watch this one again, you know. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to think on this, watch some YouTube videos explaining it. Ooh. If you find any, send them my way. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Um, any trivia? Yes. Alrighty. Okay. Adam Pearson, who plays the disfigured man, um, broke his leg when he was struck by a cab on his way to the audition. Um, but director uh, Jonathan Glazer um, auditioned him at the hospital and gave him the part. So. Um, Very kind of him. Yeah. Um, many of the men lured to the van um, by Scarlett Johansson were not actors. Um, it was just hidden cameras installed, and only afterwards they informed them that it was for a movie. Seriously? So yeah, like I'm pretty it's kind sure. Kind of a dick move. Yeah, like, pretty sure like everyone that they like took to the void were like hired actors, but like just like the random people off the street, I definitely feel was random people off the street. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Um, okay. Um, so there's a, a paparazzi still of Scarlett Johansson in character falling down. Um, it's an internet meme. Will you please search it? It's amazing. Okay. It's pretty great. Just search Scarlett Johansson falling. Um, but because the scene was shot with hidden cameras, no one knew it was a movie and they just thought that like she fell. (laughs) It's a pretty amazing picture. That's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go, folks. She's playing the bongos, riding a dolphin, <laughs> <laughs> oh getting boy. pepper sprayed. I don't. Oh, she's DJing. <laughs> they put glasses on her. Oh, there's somebody who just made a gif of it. That's nice. There we go. That's the format. <laughs> on a cliffside. This is incredible, folks. Yeah, just search Scarlett Johansson falling down. You're going to find some gold. <laughs> Oh my gosh, this is great. <laughs> Look that up. Holy oh, cow. It's amazing. I love that. Yeah, it's so great. <laughs> um, okay, the first proper line of dialogue is 13 minutes into the movie. Oh, jeez. Um, one of the locations, um, let's see, where they shot, um, where she lures the second victim, filming had to be delayed because there was a real life murder in the area. And they, like, cornered everything off. Dude, that's so hardcore. Yeah. Um, and so there's one theory on what she actually is. People call her a selkie, um, which are a mythological creature in Scotland, um, Irish and Icelandic folk t- folklore, um, where they live as seals but shed their skin become human on land, um, described as being very beautiful in their human form and have great seductive powers. 
So, yeah, that's one thing to think about. And that's all I have for you. Well, right on. All right, folks. It's time for that time of the show where we give our final opinions and rate this movie out of uh, 10. All right. Becca, what do you got for us? Um, I don't really have any more thoughts other than what I've shared. Um, it does have some redeeming qualities for me. Like Andrew already mentioned, the music is amazing. The cinematography is really good. Um, Scarlett Johansson's acting is really good. Um, but overall, like, it's kind of boring for me and didn't love it. So I'm going to give it a 6.5. All right. Okay. Um, This one, it had definitely some really interesting concepts to it. Um, Stuff that I would really like to explore and try to understand. I wouldn't say that I would watch this anytime soon. Um, But I think after thinking about it for a while, um, reading up on what it could all possibly mean, I could see myself wanting to watch it in the next few months. Um, And I'm going to give this one a 6.4. You guys are harsh. Sorry. I feel like that was a pretty high number for me to choose. (laughs) Here we go. Uh, Yeah, a lot of things to like about this one. The narrative, definitely uh, loose. Uh, Some of the scenes don't really seem to have a lot of purpose. Um, But overall, I did enjoy myself. And I think that a lot of it can coast on how fantastic the music and those void scenes are, honestly. Um I think I'm going to give this one like an eight even. Wow. Six, five, six, four, eight, oh, seven, two. Uh, yeah. Seven, five, seven, four. No, it would be, it would be lower. Seven, like seven, three, seven, three. It's a 7.3 on the Western scale, folks. Puts it just above the Matrix. Hmm. Yeah. There you go. Um, Let's move on to some other topics. Anything else that we've been watching? Anything that we are excited about? Sid, what do you got for me? Um, I finished Mindhunter. And? It was amazing. Really? I really liked it. You should have been on our episode about it. Yeah. Well, sorry. (laughs) Did you listen to our episode about it? See, the thing is... <laughs> wow. Not um, even Sid could listen to it. <laughs> our actually uh, best, uh, most listened episode right now. It's Jeez. true. Yeah. Watch that. It was great. Um, what else have I watched? Oh, I watched To Live yesterday. I've never heard of that. Um, it was an international film from China. Uh, hmm. watched it for my film class and it was really really good um, I cried well, so that is the baseline of any movie now yeah it's true <laughs> and then for um, my birthday last week we watched what we do in like our friend group is on your birthday you can make everyone watch whatever movie you want so I made everyone watch Batman and Robin nice I love that movie so much but it's so bad and it's <laughs> so long too and there's so many innuendos and I loved every second of it. The bat nipples. So many nipples. <laughs> oh my gosh. And let's see. I watched Minding the Gap, which was nominated oh. for Best Documentary this past year. Oh. The skateboarding one. Yeah. It it's was quite good. I thought it was super good. I really, really liked that one. Yeah, I watched that when it like first came out. Yeah. And I mean, I guess that's pretty much everything of note that I've been watching. Right on. Cool. Uh, yeah, I watched a handful of things here. Um, let's go down the list. So I watched You Were Never Really Here, mm. which What'd I thought was awesome. Yeah. I was quite impressed with it. Uh, would definitely be down to watch it again. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely some compelling imagery going on there. Really good cinematography. Joaquin, as always, is a treasure. Always and forever. Yep. Um, I watched Apocalypse Now. <gasps> what do you think? I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I really like that one. I was like... I feel like uh, I like film fan confession here. I've never seen anything with Marlon Brando in it. 
And so when it gets to the end and you finally see Marlon Brando, that dude commands a screen. Oh, yeah. Sure. Like, You've j- seen The Godfather, though, right? Mm-mm. Oh. I haven't. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's... Dude's incredible. Yeah. Have you heard of, like, the backstory of his character? No. Well, pretty much, like, um, Marlon Brando was very difficult to work with in that he, like, didn't want to read the script or anything. And he also showed up, like... 60 pounds heavier (laughs) so they like put him in the corner where he could like be more i guess like secretive and like put him in the dark and he kind of just like improvised a lot of it jeez yeah i guess you get to do that when you're as good as he is yeah it's true um i watched primer it's like 80 minutes long it's about a time machine and it went entirely over my head it's like really complicated (laughs) Uh, but it was it was fine. Uh, we went and saw Ad Astra. Ooh, what'd you think? Uh, I didn't love it. It was okay, uh-huh. but I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Um, definitely understand the critic audience uh, score split on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh-huh. It's not what it was advertised as. Mm. It's slow, mm. and uh. I guess kind of like this. The narrative is a little bit flimsy. Mm-hmm. Um, but my biggest uh, problem with it was that it's super referential. So like I'd be watching it and all of a sudden it'd be like I was punched in the face. And the director was like, I've seen 2001 like mm-hmm. several times. Okay. And I'm like, okay, that's great, dude. Like I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying your movie though. And then he'd be mm-hmm. like, I've also seen Interstellar a lot of times. And I'm like, yeah, great. It's, Still, yeah. still enjoying your movie, and then he's like, "Hey, have you seen Blade Runner twenty forty nine? Me too." And I'm like, "Yeah, but your movie's pretty good. You don't really need to do this." Yeah. <laughs> okay, this is super random, but it just reminded okay. me. You know how, like, a few weeks ago, we talked about um, how my mom was reading into gravity, and she was like, "What's the symbolism of the pen?" Yeah, and we were going off about that. I think that was a uh, a callback to two thousand one. The part where they're on like the plane. And oh, the very well could have been. Floating. Very well ah. could have been. Anyway, no one cares about it, but I just thought it was cool. All right. Um, but yeah, I think it's worth a watch. Okay. It's gorgeous. Yeah, if you yeah, like, I'm go see it on the it. go see it on. If you go see it, go see it on the biggest screen that you can. It is gorgeous. Okay. Um, I watched Cloud Atlas. Ooh, how was that? I have no idea, man. <laughs> have you seen it? No. That movie's something else. It's hard to even like find fault in it, mm-hmm. not because it's a perfect movie, but like because it's it's hard for me to criticize a movie that just like so hard and with such abandon just like goes for it. You know what I mean? Like they had this completely ludicrous idea. For those of you who don't know, Cloud Atlas is made by uh, the Wachowski brothers and it takes place over six different timelines ranging anywhere from like the late 19th century to like the very distant future. And between the different timelines, they reuse the same actors. So you have like Tom Hanks playing 14 different people. Isn't that just Polar Express? Yeah. Right. (laughs) Um, But like, it's not like, and there is this aspect of reincarnation, but like, it's not, each actor being reincarnated as themselves it's like the same spirit passing between each of them but like they're still there and there's some sort of connection but like it just goes for it like there's it's just no punches pulled like it's three hours long and it's honestly even at that length really tightly written um the acting is for the most part good but at the same time like when every character is playing like nine different people if they botch one of them it's easy to excuse it mm. um you, it, tom hanks does a like a scottish accent which is pretty bad honestly um but it uh, it was super enjoyable honestly like i loved it because it like, I get super into movies that just have that kind of ambition. Like, that's the kind of ambition that something like Blade Runner 2049 has. Like, a movie that just goes for it. And, like, this is much more, uh, I guess, stimulating than something like Blade Runner 2049. It's a lot more action-packed, and um, it 
spoon feeds you a little bit more some of the connections and stuff like that but holy crap man like i have so much respect for them for making this movie and just saying you know what this script probably makes no freaking sense but we're just gonna go for it and this is the movie we want to make this is the movie we're gonna make and i gotta respect that you know if i have three hours to spare i'll give it a watch two hours and 51 minutes two hours and 52 minutes oh is it uh you can easily watch it in two parts okay as well which is what i did i watched an hour and a half then an hour 20 mm-hmm. so i took like an hour and a half break which is fine because everything is so like and really you could pick any point like any time that there's a cut between two different timelines you could take a break <laughs> but yeah it was quite good all right you watched anything else becca um, I watched um, The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants <gasps> too. <laughs> I love those movies. I know, me too. It was really fun. Did you do it on purpose? or? Yeah, it's because that was one of the five movies available at our Airbnb in Reno. <laughs> that makes sense, I suppose. Yeah. What were the other four? Uh, the Breakfast Club, which I really wanted to watch. And I don't remember the other ones. They were weird ones. No, they didn't want to watch Breakfast Club. They had Matilda. <gasps> I wanted I to watch Matilda. that. It was VHS. They had a VHS player, <laughs> and I really wanted to watch that one. But oh, I would love to know the circumstances that led to this place only owning <laughs> Matilda, The Breakfast Club, The Sisterhood of the Traveling Plants <laughs> Two. Yeah, not the first one, just the second one. <laughs> How did we get here? It was a random mix of Amazing. movies. And then a few that, oh, they had Independence Day. Okay. <laughs> and then a couple that I just didn't know. I feel like every VCR player in the 90s probably just came with a copy of Independence Day. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Because everybody owned it. Yeah. It's a good movie. It's a fine movie. <laughs> we watched a clip of that in my film class. In of my, Independence Day? Yeah. And Rad. my professor said... Um, said something about jeff goldblum's sexy man walk and i was like i've never felt more emotionally close to a professor in my entire <laughs> life <laughs> it's like we are bonded now and he wow. doesn't even know it that's great <laughs> it was amazing all right folks anything else nope nope um okay well as a reminder this is the uh first week of 31 days of october uh, we will be continuing next week with next week's theme a house divided um, yes. we'll be discussing uh, the Netflix original series The Haunting of Hill House so get ready for that next week we will see you then uh, if you want to get in contact with us you can email us uh, at contact at wewatchpodcast.com you can also slide into the DMs uh, facebook.com slash wewatchpodcast instagram at wewatchpodcast make sure you go follow us there we have more listeners than we have social media followers and that's weird everybody here should be following us so you can get updates on the podcast and that's it we thank you we love you my name is andrew i'm becca i'm sid and we'll talk to you next time bye, bye.